Would you rather eat ice cream that tastes like poop or poop that tastes like ice cream? Eat, would you rather eat shit that tastes like ice cream or ice cream that tastes like shit? This is a trick question for Jeremy. He eats so much man ass that his breath smells like a combo of Axe body spray, farts, and semen. I'm usually pretty respectful to, uh, to all the old fucks out there in the world. Fell on top of me. I had little deer balls in my face. Wasn't pleasant. LLA, we were 69. The deer's head was by my crotch. I got straight deer asshole with little, like, shit tidbits, tid, tidbits, whatever. Dingleberries. Dingleberries. Floating by my mouth. Just, just chilling. With balls on my chin. There seems to be way too much going on here for me to remember to even attempt to do the flying Elvis if I'm on acid and pain pills. Not to mention getting and maintaining an erection on all that shit. I think after like the first two steps, man, I'd just be trying to survive at that point. Cocking ass, loss of consciousness, there's shit involved, there's flight involved. Check, 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 check. There you go. The flying Elvis. Anyone can do it at home. You're welcome. Welcome to The Flex. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Then you got your popcorn ready. Yeah, don't get your popcorn ready. Oh, bitch, all these rules. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios. <laughs> Time to flex your fantasy muscle with Chris Jakes and Jeremy. I'll slap you across your fucking face, Channerton. Let's go give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. Let's go deliver to you. Welcome into the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Chris Jakes, not alongside Jeremy, the tranny plower Chatterton. Jeremy's put in more trannies than a 19-year-old serving a life sentence. Shoved up his ass. Man, he shit the bed and then roll around in it. And I should have seen the warning signs back in the day when I first met Jeremy. He had, dude had more Transformers than the local Toys R Us. It looked just like the senior 40-year-old virgin, just toys and boxes all over the damn house. That's fucked up, man. He's got a billion toys. Move it out of here so it doesn't look like you live in Neverland Ranch. Don't touch it! Anything trans, Jeremy's got to have it. That's like his crack. We've had a few weeks hiatus here, so it's been a few weeks since we've talked to y'all. And Jeremy is the one at fall here, 100%. Jeremy's about as reliable as Josh Gordon playing a full 16-game season. Or one of Jeremy's trannies, tranny bangs, having a wet pussy. Just ain't gonna happen. Yeah, he's as reliable as Caitlyn Jenner's wet pussy. It just ain't happening. Ain't a leakage. On the show today, we've got a little bit of free agent frenzy. The fantasy fappening. Free agent recap real quick. The flying Elvis is defined, at least on my part, and some of you great listeners who submitted your flying Elvis definitions as well. We got a little would you rather, a little mailbag and more, but first. Opening take. What's the most shocking offseason acquisition, whether it be a free agent signing or a trade, that's happened over the last couple of weeks? For me, it's got to be the Odell Beckham trade to Cleveland. The Giants said that they signed him for a reason, and that reason was a play for them, and they ship his ass to the Cleveland Browns. I don't know what the hell the Giants are thinking. I really thought they had good young talent in place for them to draft and develop a quarterback behind Eli Manning or to succeed Eli Manning. Now, Saquon Barkley, he's kind of left out there all alone in the dust where defense is just going to be keen in on this man, shutting him down, at least in the run game. Saquon Barkley's still going to have an unbelievable season this year. 
But I do worry about the ground game numbers. They're definitely going to stack that box with garbage-ass Eli throwing to a bunch of bums, man. I don't. I like Evan Ingram this year. I think he's going to be a, a top five tight end, no doubt. He's going to have a hell of a season, I believe. We'll see how Golden Tate performs. Golden Tate is going to be Saquon Barkley's saving grace for this upcoming season, at least in the run game. If Golden Tate can stay healthy and put something together there in New York, Saquon Barkley should finish as a top three fantasy running back, definitely in PPR. Like I said, the ground game, those numbers are going to worry me a little bit. But catching the ball in the backfield, there's no one better in the league, in my opinion, and that includes Christian McCaffrey. Rob Gronkowski announced his retirement from the NFL, but there's speculation he could return at some point midway through the season, maybe in late October. And there's also a chance that Jeremy won't devour penis before 9 a.m. Like Kobayashi. <laughs> Both just seem unlikely. Pre-workout. NFL News. All right, sticking with the Gronk retirement, how will I remember Gronk? Of course, I'm going to come off as a bit biased here. But the fact is, Rob Gronkowski, absolutely 100%, no doubt in my mind, is the greatest tight end to ever play the game. Yeah, he didn't have, he didn't have the longevity like Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates or Jason Witten, some of these guys. But you know what he did have? Absolute dominance in all facets that the position requires, whether it be run blocking, pass catching, knocking motherfuckers over, yards after the catch. Dude just did it all. Dude was an absolute beast. If anything, he will definitely be remembered as the most dominant player at the position. No argument there. Absolutely none. What do y'all think? Let me know. Do y'all think he's the best tight end of all time? If not, make the case. Send me an email to theflex at fantasysportstudios.com. We can debate this here for a little bit. Other NFL news. Jordy Nelson retires from the NFL. Announced his retirement. Dude has not been the same in the past couple of years. Le'Veon Bell. I told y'all. Go back to March 7th during the last release of the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. And it was my prediction that Le'Veon Bell was going to be a New York Jet. Just made sense. Le'Veon Bell is who I thought he was. Signs with the Jets. I like it for Sam Darnold. I like it for Le'Veon Bell in PPR leagues. I think he's definitely going to be at worst in RB2. Definitely, obviously, has potential to be a top five fantasy running back in PPR formats. But having that year off, I would not feel comfortable taking him before the top 13, 14 picks. New Tampa Bay Bucks head coach Bruce Arians says... Wide receiver Chris Godwin can be a 100-catch guy. And I agree. I agree. I think he's definitely got that potential. Deshaun Jackson's not there anymore. He's going to be the number two opposite Mike Evans. And he damn well may be the number one by the end of the 2019 season. Would not surprise me one bit. Dude does have talent. Just never really had a lot of opportunity. I think this year he will get the opportunity, clearly, according to the head coach there. So Godwin... I think this is going to be his breakout year for him in 2019, like Chris Godwin a lot. Definitely going to be a safe wide receiver, too, and depending on the hype as we approach summer, we'll see where his uh, draft status, where his draft stock's going to be at. But if you can get him after round four, they're going to have a hell of a steal for fantasy in 2019. And Phillip Rivers, dude, just celebrated with his wife, their ninth child who was born this week. That is effing crazy, man. That's fucked up. Nine kids, and you're on the fucking road for most of the year playing football? Dude, that wife, man. I mean, she's got to have 
a shitload of nannies running around helping her out, man. There's no way. There's no way a woman with nine kids, when her husband's gone for like half a damn year, can remain sane with nine damn kids running around. Holy shit. Philip Buter, keep your dick in your pants, buddy. You don't want to end up like Cromarty over there paying all that damn child support, man. Dude pays more money in child support than the government gives out in welfare checks. Holy shit. The Fantasy Fappening Free Agent Frenzy. Here we go. Me so horny. You keep lying. Me love you a long time. Who's on the rise? Like Ed Werner's pecker in the Cowboys locker room. Who benefited most from the move so far throughout free agency? Run down a quick list here. I like Devin Funches to the Colts. I think he's going to do pretty well there. And I've never been a fan of John Brown, formerly of the Ravens and the Cardinals. But I do think that in Buffalo, it makes a lot of sense for him to team up with Josh Allen, a guy who likes to throw the ball deep. I think uh, it could be a decent little spot for him there in Buffalo. If he stays healthy, he's got an opportunity. Baker Mayfield, he's a big winner in my book. So is Derek Carr getting Antonio Brown and other pieces around him as well. The New York Jets are winners clearly because uh, they released Isaiah Crowell's garbage ass and they uh, signed Le'Veon Bell, whom we just talked about. It's going to definitely take pressure off of Sam Darnold, so Sam Darnold's a winner as well. You know who's not a big winner? How about the Miami Dolphins, who were trying to lure Teddy Bridgewater away from a backup job? They tried to take, they tried to steal Teddy Bridgewater from the Saints in free agency. Hey, Teddy, come play in Miami, buddy. South Beach. You'll be the starting quarterback. We're in a rebuild. You're going to love it, dude. Good weather and shit. You're going to love it. He's like, nah, man, I'm good. I'd rather go sit my ass on the bench than start for that shit whole franchise. The Dolphins, man, they were just showing desperation for Teddy, a guy who has been awful throughout his entire career. It's like he had other offers to start anywhere. Dude's garbage, man. He would just rather take his garbage ass on the bench. Maybe he's trying to fool somebody. Maybe he's like, man. I can't take a starting job. They find out shitty I am. I'm going to be out of a job, man. But the whole mystery behind it, some teams might think I'm still good. Another loser in free agency is Duke Johnson. I'm not sure Duke Johnson survives in Cleveland after next season. He'll remain in Cleveland Brown for this upcoming season, I do believe, based on the fact that Kareem Hunt's going to be out for the first eight games of the season. But there's no way in hell he's going to be a Brown in 2020. Wrecking Ball. Wrecking your fantasy season worse than Terry Crews wrecking Miley Cyrus's snatch. I came in like a wrecking ball. All you ever did was me. Whose fantasy value took a hit during the free agency? I'm going to say Juju Smith-Schuster took a little hit because of number one corners. Now we'll be focusing on him. 49ers running backs... There's three backs in San Francisco who are all similar in the way they play the game. How the hell is that going to work out? A three-back committee of the same effing guy. Jarek McKinnon, Matt Breda, and now Tevin Coleman. I guess Shanahan just wants clones so that one guy goes down, and they definitely will. McKinnon, that dude's about as injury-prone as that Mr. Glass dude from that movie that just came out. What the fuck's that movie called? Was it Unbreakable or some shit? I don't know. I saw him some, some M. Night Shyamalan movie, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Jordan Howard, the Bears signing Mike Davis tells me that they do believe that Jordan Howard is pretty shitty. So I think he's going to take a hit as well. Jordan Howard, I would not feel good about taking in upcoming drafts, at least not in the first top half of the draft, maybe as a reserve guy. 
I've been a rich man and I have been a poor man. I choose rich every fucking time. The fantasy stock market. Buy. Sell. You finally hold. found me who can consistently make you Which of these NFL players would you buy, sell, or hold entering the 2019 season? Antonio Brown, now the Oakland Raiders. His consensus projected ADP right now is early to middle of the second round. I'm going to buy Antonio Brown. I don't think Derek Carr is that bad as people like to shit on him. I like to shit on him myself. I think him and Antonio Brown could do okay together in 2019. So I'm buying Antonio Brown. Kind of keep it going. Keep it going. He's going to be a top eight receiver, I believe, no doubt. David Johnson of the Cardinals. Consensus projected ADP right now is middle of the third round. I'm going to hold David Johnson. I think the middle of the third round is not a bad spot for him. If the Arizona Cardinals draft Kyler Murray next month in the draft, I think we could see a little resurgence of David Johnson. Josh Rosen just ain't the answer. Speaking of Josh Rosen real quick, the New York Giants and the Patriots have both been rumored to be have to have interest in the second-year quarterback if the Cardinals do take Kyler Murray. It's going to be interesting draft night to see how that, how that shakes out. I think we could see a little resurgence with DJ if the Cardinals do in fact select Kyler Murray next month first overall. Next, Saquon Barkley projected first overall pick in fantasy drafts for 2019. Buy, sell, hold. Saquon Barkley projected first overall pick in fantasy drafts for 2019. I'll buy it. I'll buy he'll be the first overall pick. Can't argue with it. And that's all I have to say about that. Aaron Jones, current ADP, middle of the fifth round right now for 2019. I'm buying this shit all day. I love Aaron Jones. I loved him last year. Mike McCarthy just couldn't get out of his damn his own damn way. I am pretty sure Mike McCarthy suffers from Down syndrome. More retarded than Forrest Gump making sex noises. Last one, AJ Green. He's had injury problems lately. Right now, projected second round pick. And I am selling this one. I am not buying AJ Green. I do not like their offense with Andy Dalton there. Andy Dalton's not a young man anymore. That dude's on the wrong side of 30 now. I am selling on AJ Green. Oh. Spank bank. Oh, oh, oh. oh, that one's a keeper. Man, that is hot. Who you holding on to? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Which of these NFL running backs entering their second NFL season will have a big breakout in 2019? Here are the candidates. You got Darius Geis, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Carrion Johnson, Naheem Hines. A lot of good players here. Naheem Hines, I can throw his ass out. I don't think he's going to do a whole lot this upcoming year. He's like Duke Johnson, 2.0. Little Duke. Got a little Dukey in him. Having said that, I like three of these guys on this list to break out, actually. I like Darius Geis the most. I think he's going to break out by far the most. He'll have the highest volume of work, no doubt about that. I like Sonny Michelle to have a breakout year as well because Bill Belichick has not done dick when it comes to surrounding Tom Brady with talent to throw to. They lost Gronk. Gordon's out fucking around somewhere on his rehab shit in Florida. You got Philip Dorsett. You got Julian Edelman. And who the fuck else do you got? You got nobody else. Chris Hogan, I don't want his ass back. It looks like he might be going somewhere in the New York area. Carryon Johnson, I like him a lot. I think Carryon Johnson could also break out this year. Even though they're saying that they're going to limit his touches, 
That's bullshit. They're going to feed that man. He's a good young player. Nick Chubb is the only guy that I'm a little worried about because Kareem Hunt's going to be there. If Nick Chubb can't get it rolling during the first eight games, Kareem Hunt's going to come in there and he's going to he's going to steal that job right from under him. Gotcha, bitch. Like Michael Jackson surrounded by underage penises. It's time for touches. No, that's ignorant. Ah, touches. Michael Jackson, penises. Sounds like Jeremy's typical Friday night. I used to suck dick for coke. How many receptions for Antonio Brown in 2019? My projection for Brown, I'm going to say 85 catches for A.B., in 2019 with Derek Carr, give me 85. Next, how many touchdown receptions for Odell Beckham Jr. in 2019? I'm going to say his double digits. Give me 10. Give me 10 touchdowns for OBJ in 2019. Next, from week nine on, will Kareem Hunt have more touches than Nick Chubb? And yes, I think he will. I think Hunt will probably take the lead role after the addition of Odell Beckham Jr., and the great moves that the the Browns made on defense, they're clearly in win now mode. They're not going to worry about Nick Chubb's development, let alone I don't think they care about Nick Chubb anymore. They got Kareem Hunt. Who would you rather have, Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb, yeah, he looked he looked good, you know, certain times last year. But you know what, Kareem Hunt's a fucking difference maker. Next, will Mark Ingram average more than 15 touches a game in Baltimore? Baltimore still likes Gus Edwards, but they paid Mark Ingram to be the feature back there. And yes, yes, I say yes. They like to ground and pound over there, like Jeremy's uh, childhood experiences with Michael Jackson. I'll say 20 touches a game for Mark Ingram. Last one, over under 65 receptions for Dante Moncrief. And I'm going under. I'm not a big Moncrief fan. I think he's going to do well. But no. I'm going to say 55 receptions for Moncrief. I think James Washington could definitely emerge as the number two wide receiver in Pittsburgh. He's already got a year in the system. Moncrief can't stay healthy. Moncrief is overrated. Always been overrated. Would you rather? Question. What would you rather be? A bear or a dog? I want to be a bear dog. Half dog, half bear. That way, I could live in the house, but... I still get to make a duty out in the woods. Sub no. Stop. All right, the Ava edition of Would You Rather. My daughter Ava's got some questions for this segment here. Number one, Kansas City Chiefs running backs. Would you rather own Carlos Hyde or Damian Williams? Right now, I'm going to go Damian Williams. But if I end up drafting Damian Williams, you better be damn sure I'm handcuffing his ass with, with Carlos Hyde because that could be... That could easily become Hyde's backfield. That's going to be a shit show. That could be a committee. Carlos Hyde is not that far removed from having a pretty decent year with the 49ers prior to going to Cleveland and then Jacksonville. I mean, dude, when he's healthy, the dude can the dude can play. He's not he's not bad. He's not old. He's not washed up. I don't think anyway. Damian Williams looked explosive, but you know what? Damian Williams, man, it's kind of scary. He was never good in anywhere else he's been. Even Kenyon Drake beat his ass out in Miami. Look how bad Drake was last year. Anyway. All right. Daddy, would you rather eat ice cream that tastes like poop or poop that tastes like ice cream? Eat, would you rather eat shit that tastes like ice cream or ice cream that tastes like shit? This is a trick question for Jeremy because he eats so much man ass that his breath smells like a combo of Axe body spray, farts, and semen. 
Can you eat my ass? Yeah, that's good. That's All good. right. Butthole. If Jeremy were here, I'd ask him what his favorite ice cream flavor is. But based on his homo activities, I'm assuming it's got to be rainbow sherbet. Give me the shit flavored ice cream, even though it may taste like shit. But at least I'm not actually eating shit. Baltimore running backs. Would you rather own Mark Ingram or Gus Edwards in 2019? And I just hit on this briefly. I'm going to go ahead and say Mark Ingram. I'd rather have Ingram. No doubt about it. Next, Ava question. Would you rather lose a hand or a foot? Would you rather lose a hand or lose a foot? I'm going to go losing a foot. I need my hands. My wife's favorite finger. Enough said. Next, 49ers running backs. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, Jarek McKinnon. Who would you rather have? I don't want any part of this backfield. But if I had to take somebody right now, I'll go with Jerry McKinnon slightly ahead of uh, Matt Breida. I know Breida is kind of the hot name in San Fran, if you want to call anybody with their hot names. But give me the guy they paid last year. Number one, do you think Antonio Brown is still a top five wide receiver? Josh in Palo Alto, California. Josh, I think Brown is a fringe five. He's definitely still a top ten wide receiver in my opinion, but I don't think he's inside the top five. It all kind of does fall in the armor of Derek Carr. If Carr plays well, AB will perform well. Next, how do you think Latavius Murray will do in New Orleans? Trevor in Athens, Georgia. Murray is a short yardage back. He won't be used the same way as Mark Ingram was. At least I don't think so. Because Ingram is a better pass catcher on the backfield. Gives them more versatility on, gives them more versatility on offense. But Murray will get some. He'll get some run. Kamara will be the primary running back. And what I think will be a... 70-30 timeshare between the two. Number three. Is Saquon Barkley still a top three pick in fantasy with the departure of OBJ and another year in decline of Eli Manning? Trenton in... Oh, I'm sorry. Carl in Trenton, New Jersey. Again, touched on this a little earlier. For me, Barkley's still a top three pick, no doubt. Dude looked amazing last year. But you still got to worry about the Giants offense. We'll see, we'll see what Eli can do. Next. Is Baker Mayfield now a must-draft top 10 quarterback for 2019? Dave in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yup. He was a top 10 guy in the second half of last season. Now he's got talent everywhere around him. And he'll have another year of experience under his belt. And he'll have a full offseason to prepare for this upcoming season. Yeah, I love Baker Mayfield. Easily top 10 quarterback. He could have like a Matt Stafford season. He's going to throw up some yards this upcoming year. Another guy I like in Cleveland is Antonio Callaway. Even with Travis Landry and OBJ ahead of him on the depth chart, I think Antonio Callaway on the outside opposite OBJ, he's going to get some opportunity, man. He's going to get some play. I love Mayfield. Fire up Mayfield. Fire up OBJ. And I might consider saying Antonio Callaway may have a better year than Travis Landry. Not ready to go that far yet. But, man, we'll see when we get to August. Next, what's the worst thing you've done to an old person? Aaron in Plantation, Florida. The Flying Elvis, maybe? Well, 
There's no definition for that yet. Not No clear definition, but we'll get to that here shortly. So on St. Patrick's Day, several years ago, I was at the Delray Beach St. Patrick's Day Festival. And there was an old lady who kicked my fucking dog. So, dude, I went off on her, calling her all sorts of horrible, degrading things, and something about her turning to the incestuous trailer park that she came from and all this shit. And I'm usually pretty respectful to uh, to all the old fucks out there in the world, but this lady set me up. You don't just kick a dog, just kick a dog, man. All right, last one here from the mailbag. What's the best story you have involving an animal? Ryan in Houston, Texas. Ryan, we may have to revisit this if Jeremy's unreliable ass can ever make it back on the show. Because I think he's probably got some interesting uh, animal sexcapades, if you will. But then again, we don't need Peter stepping in here and you know and making Jeremy register as an animal sex offender. But for me, I got to go with one in Pennsylvania involving a deer. My father-in-law at the time had just killed a deer. Had these like hooks in the garage and hooked it up on the uh, hooked the animal up there in the garage. And he was cleaning it, taking the skin off, and all that. So he asked me to get behind the deer and, uh, you know, start skinning, helping him skin it for a minute. So like, all right, man, I'll, I'll pull some skin down, whatever. Pull, pull some, pull some deer skin. All right, I'll, I'll give this a try. First and only time ever. So I um, started pulling the skin off the damn animal and uh, the hook that was holding the deer up by its legs. Well, the leg snapped on that bitch and this big ass deer fell on top of me. And I had little deer balls in my face. Wasn't pleasant. Was not pleasant. It looked like. It looked like we were 69 and the deer's head was by my crotch. I got straight deer asshole with little like shit tidbits, tidbits, whatever, dingleberries, dingleberries, just floating by my mouth, just, just chilling with balls on my chin. It just, it was, uh, it it, it was not fun. It was not fun. Not to mention the blood. Oh, oh, fucking gross. Tuggate. I'm all shook up. Oh my god, that's awesome. Oh, oh, oh. Yay. The Flying Elvis. Yeah. Whoa. Graded. All right, here we go. It's the time. The Tuggate, the Flying Elvis definition. Here we go. I'm going to read the listener submissions first, and then I'll give you my definition on the Flying Elvis. So Crystal writes in, Says the flying Elvis is regular doggy style sex and then jam it into the ass and see if they take flight. Gonna grade it. We're gonna give that one a C. Doesn't sound too much like a flying Elvis type of move to me. Sounds more like bucking a donkey than the flying Elvis. Next, Jacob writes in and says, sit on her chest while she's giving you head and start shitting on the boobs. Yeah. I'm going to give that one a D. Jacob must be from Germany when he mentioned shitting on chess and all that shit, man. Let me give you a D for limited creativity on that one. Ryan writes in, take acid and a bunch of pain pills and fuck on a swing. I'm going to give that one a C-, buddy. There seems to be way too much going on here for me to remember to even attempt to do the Flying Elvis if I'm on acid and pain pills. Not to mention getting and maintaining an erection on all that shit. I think after like the first two steps, man, I'd just be trying to survive at that point. I'm not trying to bang one out when I don't even know what the fuck I'm banging. Alright, Dan writes in, pop some lewds, find a tall building, drop a deuce off said building, insert the penis, and jump to see which lands first. 
Remember to aim for the bushes. We're giving out a B plus. I'm not crazy about imminent death involved in my sexcapades, but uh, definitely creative. Give me some creativity points there. Alright, this one comes from Craig, and this is the last one we got here. Down six Oxycontin, then have sex in an airplane bathroom, in flight, while taking the shit, dressed as Elvis. I fucking love it, man. I'm giving that one A. I'm giving that one A minus. Absolutely great answer. I love it. The only issue for me, which prevents you from getting A plus, is just the damn logistics of this whole thing, right? And the price also. I mean, to, to fly Elvis in an airplane with all that shit, just logistics, man. That's not something you just go like, hey, hey, baby, you want to go do the flying Elvis? Hey, let's do the flying Elvis. All right, let me just go book a ticket on fucking Wicked on tra Travelocity or some shit. You know what I mean? That's just that's, that's the only only little point to taking off. But A minus, man. Good good for you, Craig. Like it. Now I'll get to my definition here of what the Flying Elvis is. This will be the official Flex Fantasy Football Podcast Flying Elvis definition. The Flex Flying Elvis. So, all right, cowgirl facing position, her facing you. That is. Has to be anal sex, of course, because Elvis died taking a shit, so there's got to be some kind of some kind of shit like that involved. You have your hands around her neck, and you choke her until she passes out. And once she loses consciousness, you flip her over your head and send her, or him, because this works for gay guys too, so Jeremy, listen up, buddy. And you send them flying across the room, almost like a, uh, almost like a bicycle kick kind of thing, I guess. Recap. So let's break it down here. Cock and ass, loss of consciousness, and what often happens when you lose consciousness, you shit yourself. And then when that happens, you get angry, and you send them flying over your head. One more time. Cock and ass, loss of consciousness, which could lead him or her on top to, to shit. And it's not really shitting themselves, it's kind of shitting on you. And because that shit's coming out there, you're like, oh, fuck this. You just start sling- you just fling them over your fucking head, man. Send them flying across the room. So, cock and ass, loss of consciousness, there's shit involved. There's flight involved. Check, 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 check. There you go. The flying Elvis. Anyone can do it at home. You're welcome. And I've got nothing else to say. That's all for today. Till next time, we'll see what the deal is with Jeremy. We'll see if his unreliable ass can come through. We'll be back probably before the NFL draft, if not definitely immediately following. Till then, have a good month or next couple weeks. Keep y'all posted. Till next time, see ya! Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. Become a premium member by logging on to patreon.com backslash fantasy sports studios. Email the show at theflex at fantasysportstudios.com.